Welcome to episode 15 of the Local Runners podcast, the podcast by runners, for runners. We are your hosts, I'm Callum Parkinson, Sean Warburton, I'm Dave Norman, I'm Gav Hill. We'd like to start this episode by giving a race shout out for Mick Hall and staff's running. The Maybrook 15k is on the 20th of November and is a traditional race around the hills and lanes of the Staffordshire Moorlands with super views and a great t-shirt. We will get a link to this race on our socials. We've been advised that there are teams in from North Wales, Cheshire, Staffordshire, Shropshire, amongst other counties. He has messaged asking if we know anyone who'd been interested in entering a Greater Manchester team. I'm sure we know a few. Yeah, it's also not long now until the um, marathons take place. Uh, London Marathon, third uh, of October, Manchester Marathon on the on the tenth. So, um, hope everyone's had a good training block and uh, tapering well. And uh, we've got a couple of our previous guests actually doing uh, London Marathon and Manchester. And we've got Barrett in Manchester. Yeah. So, yeah, we'd like to say good luck to Katie Kay. She's been battling with the after effects of COVID. Um, so good luck to Katie. And we've also got Mark the Machine Collier, who's been smashing out PBs all year. Um, and we're sure he'll come back with another. And not only them, we've also got our very own Sean Warburton, who will be aiming for that sub-220. And I'm sure he'll uh, be telling us Too all about... No? Yeah. Sub-240. Sub Take. <laughs> Committed me to a lot there, mate. I've not, even, I've not even. I wondered why you were laughing. I've not even drank. Get stuck in. Come on, Sean. Go out of goal. Go on, Sean. Yeah. You put, can do it. Extra minute. Extra out. minute. Extra minute now. Now I want to give an extra special shout out to one of our listeners who is a big supporter of the podcast. He messages him with questions and always gets involved. After listening to the podcast, Andy Sykes joined East Cheshire Harriers and we thought we could give him a shout out this week. He's running the London Marathon for the Royal Manchester Children's Hospital this year. Andy is doing this for his daughter after she was diagnosed with a brain tumour aged five in 2018. Yeah, his daughter, Pixie Bell, we, we've, um, she's finished her chemo on the 21st of September, uh, Tuesday this week, and he will run London Marathon on the 3rd of October. What a way it will be to celebrate the end of the treatment, and what a time to enjoy a marathon if there ever is time to enjoy one as well. So by chance, Andy even sent in some feedback, and he said, um, as you know, I've joined East Cheshire recently, and this has all come off the back of this podcast it just lit a spark. Listening to the early episodes and now joining a club helped is really what it's done for me. And thanks for the inspiration. So uh, nice one, Andy. Um, appreciate that, mate. And good luck in the London Marathon. Yeah, we're really happy that we've been able to help just one person with our podcast. And hopefully there's a few more out there that have been inspired by the podcast, listeners' stories and our guests. If you're able to support Andy via a donation, uh, we'll put a link to his just giving on on our socials and hopefully Andy will surpass that £2,000 target. So good luck, Andy, and all the other London marathoners. Don't forget, though, make sure you listen to episode four of the marathon for a little refresh if you uh, need any little tips. So now on to the training. Over the last couple of weeks, there's been a few races, including Park Run, Great North Run, Wilmslow Half, Cheshire Half Marathon and the Trafford 10K. So... I'll start off with um, my training. Um, I did the Great North Run the other weekend, and it was brilliant. Um, Travelled over the night before, carved up with burgers and chips and garlic bread, a beef eater. Woke up on Sunday morning, um, had a McDonald's breakfast, which I was a bit worried about. I wanted porridge, but they didn't have any, so I had a, had a bacon muffin, and I was getting a bit worried with that. Um, went down with Steve Page. So um, me and Steve went to the tent and we got the flag bag and Pacers top um, and put the bag on. It was so uncomfy. It was massive and did a little warm up on it. Must warm up with it on, sorry. Probably took about 15, 20 minutes, just little runs, just trying to get it right. Digging into my sides, I'm thinking, how am I going to get round here? 
So in the starting pen, I had a few people around me saying they wanted a sub um, 135, which was great to hear, added the pressure on. Steve also turned around and said, oh, don't worry, you'll have a few thousand people around you wanting that PB. Putting that pressure straight on. So started off, first three miles, they were all downhill. Um, really difficult to rein it in. Um, just kept looking at my watch and kept drifting a little bit too quick. Uh, by the 5K, I was 10 seconds too quick. Uh, 10K, I was 20 seconds too quick. And then in my mind, I'm just thinking, I've just got to keep them keep them minute miles down a little bit because I knew that there was about a K hill towards the end. Really good on mile five and six. Saw Dave Barrett absolutely fly past, gave him a massive shout out. Um, so on the way back, because this year it was an out and back. So on the way back, we had everyone on the other side of the road. So I kept telling everyone that was with us, lose your mind, just, just watch the other runners come in rather than concentrating on the pain. Uh, two people started to drop round about mile eight and nine and really wanted them to stick with me. One of them was called Charles. He was doing his first um, ever half and going for a 135, which is great. Um, and then the other fellow was called Stephen, but unfortunately them two didn't stay with me. So when I got to about mile 11, there was a U-turn in the road um, and then a slip road going up. So in that U-turn, someone started elbowing me, saying, take your own racing line. And everyone could see that he was just being a bit of a fool. And everyone around me just jumped on, shouting at him, telling him to back off, which was which was nice to hear everyone rally around. Um, at mile 12, it wound round the streets of... Newcastle City Centre and I thought that's really going to take it out of your legs the crowds there were probably the best overall of the course everyone shouting cheering it really gave a massive buzz for all the other runners um, last mile as there is in any half marathon people were really flagging so I try my best to encourage everyone a few people responded quite well and with 800 metres to go there was two men walking so I slapped one of them on the back and shouted, come on, get going. And then they both ended up having a sprint finish with 400 metres to go. Um, and they spoke to me at the finish line saying that they got a PB and they wouldn't have got it if I didn't encourage them. Um, but then when I crossed the line, there was quite a few runners having a chat with me, just saying that they stayed with me from the start. A few have got PBs, which was really good. And then the Monday after, I got a comment on my Strava saying that a lad stayed with me for the first 14K. And it was perfect for him. So shout out to Kevin Munro there. And then I crossed the line with in one hour, 34 minutes and 58 seconds. Um, just a big shout out as well to Steve Page, who travelled down with me two weeks before the race. Um, found out that he was doing it as well, messaged him on Facebook. Within an hour or two, we both had a hotel booked, plan sorted, only met in passing um, before Saturday. So we ended up having two three-hour drives there and back and sharing a premier in-room together, separate beds, just making sure everyone knows that. Um, <laughs> but just showing that all the runners, when wanting to get plans sorted, other people are in the same boat. So if you know someone that's doing a race elsewhere and you're struggling and you're travelling, find out who's doing it and Hopefully you can crack on and have a nice friend with you on that. And that's it for me. I haven't ran since then either. I'm just resting my foot and I've been full of a cold. How was, was, your, foot, how was your foot during the event? Because it's been giving you some problems on it this year. Yeah, it was, um, to be honest, it was fine during the event. And it was fine until Monday morning and then it started to seize up. So I actually booked in with Annette um, from Yellow Holistic. Um, but on the Monday night when we came back, I got pinged on the NHS COVID app saying that I've been in contact with someone that tested positive. So um, had COVID tests, had PCR tests. And then we, I got, we've just been full of a cold since then. So I've not been there, but it, I've, I've booked, I've paid. I'm definitely going and um, hopefully she can have a little look at my foot, but just resting up. I want to make sure I'm getting fully fit for, for London next year in 12 months. Talk about planning ahead. I'm not, I'm not surprised I've asked you to come back. You talk about on the money. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly thought that I'd be a little bit too quick because I was on about seven tens, but it looked like my GPS was the, it basically mm. slightly out. So, like I said, I was 10 seconds, 20 seconds out at 10K. Um, and then just running that last 400 metres, just started jogging it in and just bringing, dragging people along. It was really good. It, I tell you what, so rewarding. So rewarding for pacers. Um, and Steve Page that I went with, he paced the Trafford 10K as well. He tra- paced the 45 minutes and he said the same. Really rewarding. So, Yeah. And that's it from me. Lengthy update, but it was a it was a, something worth worth talking about there. So I'm going to pass over to Sean for his update. Yeah, well, this is the last um, podcast we'll record now before London, so I'm full, pumped full of maranoia at the moment. Um, I'm constantly think I'm getting ill, constantly think I've got an injury, and just trying to kill time because I'm in the taper. So. I think I peaked at about 90 miles um, a couple of weeks ago. I wanted to get up to 100, but I'm not chasing the mileage, really. I was just doing the workouts and letting the miles look after itself. And I just had to drop one run that week because um, I was just knackered. Um, so I ended up with 90 miles, Well, that's fine. Um, so I've done a couple of long runs since the um, last 20-mile race I did a few weeks ago in um, South Cheshire. I did one, one run with Carl Hardman, which was good. Um, so Carl was with me until about mile 14. And I went down onto Park Road and did a bit of progression for the last few miles on there on my own. Um, and then last week, I, oh, I actually went over to the Cheshire Elite loop that, that they use for that race and practiced my hewling. I parked my car up and put my bottles on the car, one Lucasade, one water, one gel because I know that's what they'll be on the course in London, and just uh, didn't really need to take the gel, but I was just wanted to get, just trying to get myself used to taking on fuel at a bit of a decent pace. So I didn't, I did, not quite marathon pace, about 6.20s, I was pacing out around there, so that was good, 17 miles. And then, um, yeah, a couple of part runs, Dave, Dave did me a part run a couple of weeks ago, uh, sat with me, and then just went steaming past me, and I couldn't quite react, so... Um, it was good to have a workout though I think it was one of my quicker times this year there as well to be honest and then the week after uh, I, I, I did the same with Robin me and Robin Horner have been having some good battles this year so he's beaten me a couple of times I've beat him so I sat with him and then um, managed to just kick out kick him at the end um, so I'm feeling good at the minute I've done a couple of good sessions as well I'm, I'm back on the track now and um, I've got with um, pacing us on the Ultram Road track this week, um, which was good. It was a really good session there with Mark Collier and Gav. I mean, there's two two good guys to train with there. And I'm, like I say, just tapering now. Uh, I think I'll probably end up doing about, I think I did about 71 miles last week. It'll probably be about 56 this week. And then next week is just ticking over, really. And that's me. Yeah. Get down there, get my number. Just hopefully I can. Um, not get COVID. <laughs> Sounds like you're excited, Sean. I'm, I'm so excited. It's unbelievable. Like, I've just, uh, can't stop. To, if I'm not thinking about it, I'm talking about it. I'm not talking about it. I'm dreaming about it. Um, yeah, I just can't wait. Now, I've noticed there's quite a few people moaning on the socials at the moment on the London Marathon training pages because of the logistics. So there's no, there's no bag transfer this year. You've got to have a COVID test. Um, there's some changes to the drink stations. None of it matters to me. None of it matters. The race is on and I'm in it. That's all that matters. And I can't wait. It's been a long time yeah. coming, hasn't it? Yeah, a long time. Yeah, it's long for first, well, my second big major city marathon, really, I suppose, uh, behind Chicago. So, yeah, can't wait. So, hopefully, when we record in a couple of weeks, I'll be able to tell you I've run sub two, sub 240, not sub 220. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about you, Dave? Uh, how are you feeling, mate? You've not been very well, have you? I've not been very well at all, no. I've caught the dreaded, dreaded COVID. Um, um, so my last run was actually uh, the Hyde Park run that we ran together. So, yeah, uh, there's only one positive uh, thing to report since we last uh, d- recorded a podcast, and that was that Park run. Uh, so yeah, I, I absolutely love Hyde Park Run. Um, great to be back there. It was my first Park Run since 2019. 
Um, I just I just love that park run because the runners and the volunteers there, I, I just think they're so friendly and supportive compared to the other park runs I've done. And you know you're never going to get a fast time at Hyde, but you know you'll always get a good test to your fitness. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, turned up. Um, not, no idea who was going to be there. I'd done a bit of a tempo with Scott and Carl on the Thursday. Um, Sean was there, so I thought, oh, this is good. You know, probably going to have a bit of company here. Um, Sean led nearly all the way. Um, he had me on the ropes quite a few times, um, but I managed to stay strong and uh, eventually got away um, in the last 500 metres uh, to take first place. So, yeah, I felt, I felt a bit guilty <laughs> doing him at the end like that. But uh, as Sean just said, he's done that to uh, to somebody else this year, I think. Um, I, had, I had this sneaky feeling you were just behind me, Dave. I don't know what it was. But I just thought you might be there. <laughs> Really? <laughs> what made you think that? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, and yeah, then uh, I, just, I, I came back from work the following day and um, I, I felt I felt a little bit ropey, but I thought, oh, maybe it's because I was at a, 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 at a late night at the wedding on um, after the park run. So, uh, yeah, just... Um, just I, I sort of knocked the pants for an evening run on the head and um after work and sort of got got a bit of an early night and I thought oh, I'll see how I feel on Monday. I got back from work on Monday and I thought I still I, I feel shattered again. I need to go to bed. So that was two days in a row, like coming home from work at six o'clock and needing to go to bed. And then Tuesday the the the, the full blown symptoms started, aching everywhere, coughing and spluttering, fever. Rashes on my chest, uh, loss of appetite—you name it—I had the whole lot. So uh, yeah, it's been a pretty grim uh, ten days, really. Um, it's only the last couple of days, really. I've started to feel a bit better, um, but I've not—I've not left the house for ten days. I've—I've—I've I've, I've, I've forgotten what it feels like to run. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I'm, the advice I've had from other people is I'm just going to have to take it really, really steadily coming back because. If you if you rush back from COVID, like when you've had it bad, it can hit you really really hard, and you you can suffer for a long long time. So, I think it's just going to be a question of get out and start doing some light jogging over the next few days. But you know, it's listening to the body. If I need to have a day off, have a day off. If I need to walk, I'm gonna have to walk. If I'm gonna have to, if I'm running an eight minute mile and I need to slow to nine minute mile in, that's what I'm gonna have to do. <laughs> Yeah, you have got to be careful. I think there's quite a few people that have said that, like you said. I know when I came back from from COVID, I was doing like just 5k a day, really, really slow, and constantly checking the heart rate. I think um, Katie K, she's really struggled with it. She's got long COVID. Um, and chatting to her, or messaging her, she was saying that she was going to do like mile on mile off for London because hotels booked. Um, so she's in it. She might as well walk, run it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big lover of cross country, but it's just uh, certainly the the, the 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 first couple look like a no go because cross country of all things, it's the one event where you really need your your, your strength and all your power and endurance. And yeah, uh, it's going to take a while to get that back. I think. Are you feeling a bit better, or Dave? Yeah, cheers, Gav. No, I'm I'm just fortunate the actual symptoms didn't start uh, 24 hours earlier because uh, that had been coming to you and the other guests from the wedding saying, oh, you need to get yourselves tested. <laughs> we had that many espresso martinis. I don't think I'd have noticed. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know he said only had one each, but I must have had about four. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel myself till Thursday, so I wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, what about you, Gav? How's your uh, last couple of weeks gone? Um, did it, like a, um, Sean said, five by a K of 90 seconds on Tuesday. Um, round Altrum Road, which was which I enjoyed. Nice to get a session in. And then a couple of... I did about four days back to back last week. And um, yeah, work's been busy the uh, last few days. Got a bit of a project on. So um, I've not done much this week, apart from that session and a little bit of something we did, like a gym challenge yesterday um, on the treadmill, um, which was formed part of National Fitness Day. And it was, um, if you could run longer than 
the manager, the Leisure Club manager. Um, you know, I'd had three month team membership sort of thing. So we started at 10 kilometers an hour on the treadmill um, and then it upped by 0.5 every minute. Um, luckily, I was managed to, you know, be last on the treadmill so I didn't have to give any free time away, which is good. <laughs> but yeah, just, just a bit of fun, really. We only got a couple of lads to get involved, but just, just a little bit of fun. Um, yesterday night so no apart from that um, yeah not not loads of training but trying to get a couple of sessions in a week and you know if Sean and Mark and anybody else is out down there it's you know it's quite I say it's quite quiet we had a few idiots in cars didn't we you know before it but generally the session's interrupted and it's quite good terrain fairly flat and you can you know and you can we've run some quite decent times all in there so yeah definitely be up for Doing that session again down there with the boys. It's good. It's a good alternative. I mean, when City are at home, we can't get on the on Sport City. But well, I was on there a few weeks ago when Paul Minton and uh, Frankie were on there and a couple, a few, couple of others. And uh, I put me run on Strava after and said, just called it Ultra Roll Track Club. And he said you should get T-shirts printed like that. You know, like Bowman Track Club <laughs> with that shape. <laughs> the old with the track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Maybe it's another line in our uh, local runners podcast range. You could get Ultram Track Club and then have like a speeding BMW underneath because that's what we had on there. <laughs> really wiped me out, man. Okay, so on to the guests of the episode. We have an East Cheshire Harrier. She is also a coach of the up and coming talent at East Cheshire. She won stage two of the Tour of Term side this year taking the leader's vest into stage three. She won stage four, the Hyde seven, and she also come third lady overall in the tour. Not only does this East Cheshire have a run and coach for the club, she also works for active Tameside, coaching in schools and around Tameside. Please welcome Hayley Simpson. Welcome, Hayley. Hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome Hayley. Hayley. We've had so many nice comments and thanks coming in for Hayley on social media. Here is just a few we wanted to read out from members of the Haley Simpson fan club. So the comments were, first one was from Jenny Conway. She's a fabulous coach at our school, St. George's in Mosley. The children love her. It's a nice comment. The second from Liz Bramall. She's a East Cheshire Harrier. What a gem she is. We are so lucky to have her. One from Lizzie Nugent. Lizzie says, Haley is amazing with all the children in East Cheshire. She motivates and inspires them all. And the fourth comment was from Catherine, Catherine Whitley. This young lady is an inspiration to everyone she comes across, especially the youngsters. I have the privilege of being a member of the same club as Haley. What a wonderful athlete. A Some lovely wonderful comments there. Comments. <laughs> I know, brilliant. Should just end the episode there. <laughs> um, so I've got a few questions of my own for you, Haley. Uh, the first one was how much of an inspiration was your mum to you uh, for you to get into running? Um, so probably the main reason that I got running was due to my mum and my dad. Uh, from being a young age, probably the first memories, I've been at races with my gran, standing for hours, it felt, um, watching them both race. I remember going to Wimslow uh, many, many years ago um, and standing at the finish line that you'll all know. Um, waiting for them both to come in and spending some time in Wimslow with Gran. I remember spending Saturday nights at Gran's when they were doing the London Marathon and trying to watch them on the TV. So I think it, she has been a huge inspiration. And I think as I've got older now, I've started to realise more what an inspiration she's been. So as she's been, oh, you should do this race, you should do that race. So races that she's done. Um, and then I think always inspired me that she used to go early morning. And then when I got a job, and I wanted to keep coaching at East Cheshire. It had to be that I had to train early morning. Um, so things like that, like really simple things, like I, how she did it and had a child, I don't know, and she really does inspire me. Like I said, it's just been something that, it was definitely the reason that got into sport and into East Cheshire. But now it's been more prominent, especially doing the Tour of Tame side, to have her there and she'd done the full stages. It, it really, really did inspire me to do it. So yeah, she's a huge inspiration, and I can't. And I've got to say, my dad as well. She won't have said my dad, but I've got to say my dad as well. 
And it's really nice having that support as well, uh, growing up and then into, into now, even looking at races for you, you know, saying you should do this race, you should do that race. So it's really good having that support. Yeah, support yeah and I don't there. think there's many races where she's not been to. I think I can only think of two or three races where she's not been there. Um, or Gran's not been there, my dad's not been there. So it is really supportive. And Saturday mornings now, all three of us are out doing various part runs between ourselves. So yeah, it is really inspiring and it keeps you motivated between yourselves. Yeah, my mum my lives, my mum and dad live on Watchman Road and she always says that she sees her running up and down there. Oh, yeah. With her so, elbows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the elbows. Right, yeah. run. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So um, just cast your mind back then, what was your first ever race that you did and what was it like? Me and my mum were trying to think about this um, and we can't decide between whether it might have been a school cross country. Um, it could have been Sail Over the Bales. So that's a, a really good race that's at Sail's old running track over the Bales that used to do for the under nines. And I think some of my athletes still do it, which is quite scary because it seems like a long time ago when I did it. Or it had been a Sail Open at the Shaley tracking sale. But we do think it was a Sail Open because I joined East Cheshire in. It had been early of 2003 so it had probably gone going into the summer season that I'd have probably done a first sale open and I remember you used to get a little certificate and be able to write down your scores but I've always had positive memories of things like that even over the bales it was one of my favorite races and I think as an adult now I wish I could do it because it was fabulous running around sales track jumping over a few hay bales it was brilliant (laughs) (laughs) see if we can maybe find out if that's still on yes Um, I might ask them (laughs) yeah um so I seen you on um, on the canal walking your dog um, the other week, and you said you had a bit of a back issue. Um, so how's the injury coming along? Um, not if you did your first session. Uh, was it earlier this week at weekend? Yeah, uh, Monday, my first group session back. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. After the tour, I just ate a lot, and I just thought it was just after the tour. I'd really sore glutes, um, and then my back started hurting, so I just stopped immediately as soon as I went back. So I went to the physio and it's just been tight glute. So I've been quite lucky in the fact that I was able to cross train, but I am the worst person. I hate being inside. So going to the gym to me is like my worst nightmare. Um, But yeah, I've managed to get back. I've done, I did a part run on Saturday and it was all right. So I've managed to get some slow sessions in. Um, And then Monday I went back with the group, which I haven't done. I think my last session will have been just before the tour. Maybe I've got two weeks before the tour. So yeah, it's going well now and I'm happy. (laughs) Great news. Fantastic to hear that. Glad, you, glad you're back at it. Um, that's all my questions then. And, and I just want to say thanks for that. Thanks for answering those. And I'll pass you over to Dave. Thanks, Gav. Hi, Hayley. Hi, Dave. Thanks for joining us. Okay, so I've got a few questions for you myself. Um, so I'll start. We've had a lot of positive comments about your work coaching young athletes at East Cheshire Harriers. So how did you find it last year when all the club training was stopped due to all the restrictions? And did you have to adapt? And how did you have to adapt to uh, keep the youngsters training going? Oh, it was um, it was madness, to say the least. Um, I've got quite a lot of athletes. So I coach about, probably got about 50 athletes that I coach. So and um, it was just madness. I'm quite lucky in the fact that we keep in touch via the Facebook page and the email um so at first we set up um fitness challenges every day um and I thought it was a really good idea until I was on like day 20 of trying to think of something different to set them but I managed to do 100 days so I did a fitness challenge every day that we shared online um we even got parents involved we got the seniors involved um and they kind of shared the scores online so not only was it keeping them fit it was more about the socializing because um, they were quite a close knit and I didn't want them to lose the socialising the social element of training so we did that um, I'm coaching coordinator as well so I tried to we tried as much as we could for coaches to start sending sessions out um, so a lot of coaches were sending sessions out keeping in touch with the groups I sent sessions out and then we started doing a challenge like we did some 1k challenges so we did like a scoreboard who could do the fastest 1k um the adults and the juniors we did 2k challenges mile challenges um so it was just trying to little things that they could kind of do with the parents um and keeping them active but it was unbelievably hard and then as we went into the third lockdown whenever it was January last year um I decided that I was going to do zoom sessions uh, just fitness based really again 
more to keep them speaking to each other. So we used to log on Zoom on a Tuesday and Thursday and we used to do a fitness session for about half an hour. Um, and we was just keeping in touch online. It was really hard. At the time I'd signed up to be COVID officer as well. So it was all a bit crazy. Um, and then as restrictions lifted, uh, when it was 12 to one, we decided that we was gonna bring the juniors back. So I think I used to coach about five sessions back to back for half an hour on Thursday evening. So um, it's been busy and challenging, but I'm really glad that they're all back. And it's definitely shown a lot of the commitment. And I've also liked to see how much the friendships have developed. And it's just, I think it's been good and bad, but we've enjoyed it. Wow, that is, a, that is very impressive. A big commitment <laughs> from you as well there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very big commitment. <laughs> But I think that I think that's great what you what you've said there because the kids do thrive on um, interaction. I think so. What you've done there is absolutely amazing. Uh, right, I just wanted to ask about Haley the athlete next. So uh, you've won quite a few races locally this year alone. You've won the round the Reses, uh, Royton Trail Race, and stages two and four of the Tour of Tameside. So not just this year, but across all the races you've ever won, which race win are you most proud of and why? Oh, this is a really really tough question. Um... But I'd probably have to say the biggest race win and the best one, proudest, um, would be the Tory team side, the Hell on the Fell. Uh, purely because I always remember my mum talking about it, always. And we walk up there and I run up there and we've always walked up there and she'd always say, oh, this is where we used to run and show me. And um, when the tour started back, it was, I always did it. So from the first one, I've always done it, except I think 2019 because I was injured. So I've always done that one stage and I've always been fourth or fifth or sixth. So this year to be in the medalist and to win it, and it's my favourite place to run. I love it. Um, so it was probably my proudest moment. As much as I loved coming into the Hyde Seven and the crowds, and it was, that was amazing to finish all four days. I think it has got to be the hell on the fell purely because... I've done it so many times and been so close. And I always remember my mum telling me about it. So it probably is my proudest one and it's my favourite. It's like my home turf running route. So, yeah, it'd definitely be the hell on the fell. Brilliant. Um, so you narrowly missed out on the Tour of Tameside overall win this year. How did you feel to come so close to winning? And do you hope to come back and try and win it next year? Um, I think at this point, I was just overall... just happy to have finished all four stages um I think I was over the moon that I'd even come in the top three because it weren't really something that I was going into I'd just I'd signed up in 2019 and got injured so I was just kind of happy to be fit and healthy and able to do it especially after all the lockdowns so going into it I didn't really have any hopes of meddling or anything like that I was just trying to get by each day so to finish third, I was absolutely over the moon. But then when you look at the scores as an athlete, it was always like, oh, I could have gone, could I have done this, could I have done that? But realistically, I was just over the moon to have even meddled and to have got through the finish line. Um, I'm definitely going to be back again. Um, probably one of my favourite races that I've ever done, the all four together. So yeah, I'll definitely be back again, whether it'll be meddling or not again. It'll just be to enjoy the atmosphere because it's like nothing I've ever experienced before. And I think I've had tall blues ever since so yeah I can't wait to be back next year and finally uh you have already touched on this but what's your favorite running route in Tameside well I probably have two so my favorite running route if I'm going off road has definitely got to be going up um to the trig point and round wild bank uh even going round tin twist I love it around there I walk around there and it, it, I just like being by yourself being able to switch off so that's definitely, if I can get off-road in the morning, early morning, when it's light, it's definitely my favourite route to go. If not, I do really enjoy running through Mosley and Upper Mill. Um, so my long runs on a Sunday, more, more or less, will always be going partly through Mosley or Upper Mill. Um, I just love it up there again. It's nice and quiet on the roads if you go early. Um, so, yeah, but I'd have to say, if I had to pick one, it'd definitely be going up to the trig point and rounding twistle and all around there brilliant yeah i love it up there myself it's uh, definitely one of my favorites yeah, okay so next i've got some listeners questions uh first of all i've got one from katie k uh, of high village striders 
So she says, uh, it's obvious that the standard food and shoe question from her. Uh, so what's your go-to shoe for most of your runs? And do you wear a different shoe for racing and for different distances? Uh, I'm, I'm Adidas, which probably upset a few people, but I'm an Adidas fan. <laughs> um, I've tried Nike and I don't like them. I've tried Asics and I don't like them. So I'm definitely an Adidas fan. At the moment, I'm running in the S. To, the, the S, I can't remember the slide boost or some supernova boost. I can't remember. Is um, it supernova glide boost ST? Yes, it the, is. The names keep changing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but it's them. They're what I'm racing, running in at the moment. Um, I race in ultra boost. I really, really like them. Um, but I've just bought some Adi Zeros. Um, and at the moment, I'm doing my longer runs in them just to see how they go. In regards to a racing shoe it's usually the ultra boost um that i go for but yeah that's it really i'm just an adidas fan and one more question from katie uh what's your go-to pre-run and post-run meal uh, pre-run i'd have to be homemade pizza i can't beat it uh post-run i'd have to be probably a curry or a nando's <laughs> love it we love our food questions on the Local Runners podcast. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's great, Hayley. Thank you. Uh, I'm now going to pass you over to Sean. Hi, Hayley. Hiya. Yeah, I've just had, uh, talking of pizza, I've just had a really spicy pizza for my team, and I keep bursting out in coughs, so I hope I get through this if you're okay. <laughs> um, so, so going back to joining the club at such a young age, really, it's clearly helped you develop as a good uh, runner yourself. Does that experience of joining a club young help you develop young runners yourself, do you think? Yeah, I think I think I was quite lucky in the fact that when I joined, I had a really positive experience um, in regards to probably a lot from my mum and dad in regards to they were never pushy with me. It was always about enjoyment. Um, and I'd probably say, and they'll tell you, I wasn't the best of runners when I was younger um, and definitely not even going into my late teens. It was really when I started university um, that I probably started to really progress. Like I remember coming back from university my first year and knocking like five or six minutes off my cross country times, which was quite a big chunk. Um, but I definitely say it's because I've had that positive influence um, throughout of just enjoying it. Um, and I think being in it so young, I've seen so many athletes that have been pressured either by coaches or parents to kind of be the best of the best when they don't really understand that children are growing, they're changing, and it should be about them enjoying it and that enjoyment will then progress through and they'll keep going. So when I signed up to uh, coach at East Cheshire, it was 16 at the time, and it was just something that really was really important to me. Rather than it being about, oh, they need to win this, they should be doing that, they should be running this pace, just about them enjoying it and have, having fun. Um, and then they'll progress as athletes and they'll find their own feet. Um, there's so much to do in athletics, as you know. So we do running, jumping, throwing, cross country, road, track, and they will find their own way there. But I think it was really important to me, having seen so many athletes fall out of love with it, probably because they've been pressured. Um, they've not had good experiences. I wanted to give all the athletes a really good setup and experience. So even if they didn't stay in athletics, they'd enjoy maybe sport or they might take running up later on in life. But to give them that really positive step, set, set up and start to help them develop as athletes, because I do think it is so important. I see so many people now who are pressuring them, pushing them too far, and it just doesn't do them any good, really, because they, they change and they'll find their own feet. So it's really important to me. It's really, really good answer that. For someone... If you're quite young yourself, you've got a hell of a lot of experience there, haven't you, behind yourself yeah, so much yeah. so often. Um, so a bit of a on-the-spot question, really, going back to the tour, because um, we, we've had tour blues ever since as well. We've not yeah. known what to do with ourselves, really. Just glad I've got a race coming up next week <laughs> now that take my mind off it. But um, as someone who is at the sharp end of the tour at the same side yourself, how, how much do you enjoy it in its, in its current format? Um, what are your thoughts on the recent prize money um, change for, for winners? So that, as we know now, we get um, the, it, the money is donated to charity, isn't it, for the for the winners? Just wondering um, if you had a view on that. I don't. 
I'm a, I'm a mixed opinion. I think it should be offered as maybe you give a percentage, you can give a chosen percentage to charity because I'm all about supporting charities. I think it's brilliant um, to support charities. I gave my money to Believe and Achieve, which is quite a charity quite close to my heart and I have done quite a lot of things for them. So I think it's fabulous in that sort of way. But also then you forget how much the athletes have paid for things like to enter the race, to all the kit you've had to supply for it, traveling there and back. And also it's going to put a lot of the top runners off, I think. Um, so it's not going to be as a highly classed race. And obviously in Thameside, it's in your local area. You want a highly classed race as possible. So I am a bit of both. I do, you know, I am all for donating to charity, but I think it should be more of a percentage wise. So if you do win something, they ask you to donate a certain percentage towards the charity. Um, because again, I don't think it's really fair on the athletes that have put on all the hard work, ran four days and then not able to have something for it. Um, so yeah, I do. I am in agreement that athletes should get some of the money, definitely. Yeah, I, don't, I think you, most people agree with that, really, or a version of it, like you've said, that's a good idea. So some something that rewards rewards both. And what about the tour in its current format? Do you, do you think that's uh, good? Would you like to see an extra stage brought in, perhaps? Um, I'd probably like to see an extra stage brought in just because I'm mad. And just because my <laughs> mum and dad have always said to me, oh, well, we did this and we did that. So, yeah, I'd like to show them both up and do it all. Um, I'd probably like to do a funner half marathon as well because that half marathon was so unbelievably boring and I hated it. But I like the hills, so I'm not going to be a fan of that. I'd probably like to do the canal run if they was going to add anything in. I'd probably like them to add the canal race in. But I do think it's it's brilliant um, in the format that it's in. Um, but yeah, I think to challenge us all for something different, bring bring another stage in. Yeah, I think that was called the race across Tameside. Dave or Gav uh, might know. Yeah. I think what bring... I'd like... Sorry, I was going to say they should maybe keep it to four days, but bring um, bring one in on Saturday night so you do a double day. Oh, now, you, now you're really testing it. <laughs> a half marathon in the morning and a 5K at night. Oh, oh no, that sounds like hell. <laughs> sounds hell. Like... Just going out there. <laughs> Sorry, dogs it keeps bringing me balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my change would be to get that bar back on on the last day. You know, in the town hall, there's no bar oh, this yeah. year. Though. We need we need to see that again next year. Hundred percent. Um, what about part run, Haley? I see you do a few different part runs. What would you say is your favourite part run to do? Um. I'm probably going to be controversial here and say Lime Park. Um, but actually, if you look through my park run stats, I think the most I've done is four old and everywhere else is like one or two at them. Um, I'm not, I weren't really a big park runner. My mum and dad are obsessed with it. My dad's done nearly 200, I think. They go every week and it weren't really something that I did into my training plan, but I've started to add it in now. So I'd say Lime Park's my favourite, but I like the hills. So it's obviously going to be my favourite. Um, but also Heaton, I really like the course at Heaton because I hate laps. So the fact that it's three laps but three different loops um, really sells it to me. And I can tell you my worst one is South Manchester because it bores me and I hate the flat. So I'll go with Lime Park. I've done Lime Park. It's more like, for me anyway, as a roadrunner, it's more like a fell race than a I've got... Um, some question from a list, listener as well, um, and yeah, I, I was I was um, catching up with the social media page this week. It was overwhelming the amount of nice comments we got, and some of which Gav read out at the beginning. But Lynn Barnett also says, um, "I just like Haley to know she was the reason I felt good enough to start running again after um, the couch to five k I completed, which um, which she ran." So she's definitely the right person to get people motivated and get them running. So that's really good uh, comment yeah. there from Lynn. She's asked them an interesting question, really. So her question is, uh, what, what do you think? Um, do you think it's possible that they could start a disabled um, couch to 5K? Is that something they could look at, do you think? So I do my couch to 5K through um, Active Tameside, but I do run it at East Cheshire. So I do it on a Monday yeah. night. And it was something that I took on a few years ago off um, another coach. And out of all my things that I do, so everything else I do with children, it's the only thing that I get to do with adults. And it's probably one of the most rewarding things that I've taken on. 
um, when starting at Active. So um, I have spoken to Lynn a few times about this and I'm hoping that she'll get in touch with Dan Higgins and Dan will be able to do it, but it'd definitely be something that I'd love to do. Um, I was involved in the disability side at Active Team side and I do think it's definitely something that we will be able to do. So hopefully Lynn will get in touch with Dan as she knows and push forward with a bit, but yeah, it'd be something that would be really rewarding. Yeah, that's great. I mean, just off the back of some amazing performances, but we've all seen at the Paralympics this year as well. Obviously, yeah. a lot of people motivated uh, yeah. to get out there. Yeah, brilliant. Um, so, what, Callum, I'll pass over to you. You've got some uh, questions as well. Thanks, Hayley. Cheers, Sean. Welcome, Hayley. Thanks for joining us. Hiya. So, um, as you know, I've recently brought my son, Alistair, to the juniors at East Cheshire. And every time I've been, You've always positive, always encouraging, loud in a good way and full of energy. And you coach children for your job and then coach at East Cheshire. What inspires you so much to coach the younger generation? I think you touched a little bit on it before, but is there anything else that you... Yeah, it's just probably... It, sport was always something that I wanted to do um, as a job. Uh, it's always been something from start, starting secondary school, really, that... I knew I wanted to do so. I knew I wanted to go to university and study sport. Um, I wanted to be a secondary school teacher at the time, but it just felt that I got a job at Active Team Side and worked with the primary schools. But each, what I like about it is each day is different. Um, so I never have the same day. Um, and I just loved seeing the children enjoying it, really. I think especially at the moment um, with the way the news is at the moment talking about the children, a lot of obese children, a lot of children aren't physically active. Um, I think it's really important for them to have someone who's positive uh, around P like, around sport and around PE, because if they have that positive person, it's obviously more likely to keep them engaged and keep them motivated. And like I said, it should just be about them enjoying it at that age. So that's why I probably am extremely loud at the club um, and extremely enthusiastic, just because I want them all to stay there's nothing more that I'd love to see than all the athletes stay, get older and still be at senior age, um, enjoying athletics and doing it. Um, so, yeah, it, and they inspire me, to be honest. I know sometimes when I wake up and I think, oh, I can't be bothered going or can't be bothered doing this. Or if I've got a cross country after they've raced and I think, oh, I can't be bothered doing that. And then I think, well, they've just ran a mile and flew around it like it was no tomorrow, like, so, yeah, I think it works both ways. They keep me inspired and keep me motivated as well. Yeah, Alistair loves it. He com comes out, he's knackered from it, but <laughs> he does enjoy it. Um, so, keeping with the coaching, what's your most successful coaching story? Uh, I don't, I, I, I couldn't really pinpoint one, to be honest. Um, I think I just, something that I absolutely love I think because I like cross country, I love it when we go to South East Lancaster, which is one of the leagues that we enter. And I look at the start line and it's mainly East Cheshire Vests. And I just think it looks fabulous that as a as a smallish club based in Tameside, we've got that many athletes that will turn up on a Saturday morning. It's usually cold and grim. I mean, one of them is in the middle of December in Tandle Hill. And if anyone knows where Tandle Hill is in the middle of a cow field, they will agree it's not nice. All the parents are there lined up supporting them. And I just think that's probably one of the proudest moments, just standing on the start line and then seeing them all at the finish line, you know, whether they come in the top few or they're skipping around with a friend at the back and they still got a smile on their face. I think that's probably the proudest moment. Um, but I probably last, a few weeks ago, we went to the Northwest Road Relays and a lot of my athletes have not done any distance events for obviously because there's not been anything on and um, we've got bronze medals in the under 11 girls and boys for the GM and we were just in total shock and surprise so I think that just seeing the faces light up with things like that I think is fabulous but yeah it's probably seeing them all on the start line and seeing how many we've got and how amazing it were because when I first started I think I only had six athletes uh, in my under, in the under 11s group and now I've got a waiting list uh tonight I had 45 athletes down so yeah I think it's probably seeing them all and seeing all the faces enjoying it that's probably my proudest moment that's great bronze medal as well you say for them yeah there were bronze yeah. in the GM so yeah they, we didn't expect anything we went to the presentation and we come back with two medals they were they were ecstatic 
Brilliant. And it's good as well. You you're not when we're when we're asking these questions about your coaching, you never you've not called them kids. You're always calling them the athletes, and it just shows that you have got that respect to them as an athlete as well. And oh yeah, and I think they deserve that respect. Father. They definitely deserve that respect because they work they work extremely hard, and they're always there no matter what the weather. So yeah, yeah definitely. So I'm going to go back to you now, away from the coaching. Um, so what's the one thing within running that makes you the proudest? So I think you touched again on the achievement side from Dave. Is there anything else apart from like winning a race or anything like that? Something that, that you've done that you've been proud of? I think just cutting my time down. I think I was in shock when um, I went back to, went to university and come back and was it just knocks all the times down um I think things like that just shot me and then doing my first half marathon and going to 130 um probably it's just things like that and I just I just enjoy running I go early morning so I'm usually out of the door by 10 to 6 um so I just I just love that element of it I just being able to switch off before you go to work uh I think it's brilliant but yeah can't really pinpoint anything cool um so I was going to ask you about your best achievement, but I think um, I think we've touched quite a lot on, on that. So I'm going to go to um, a listener's question. So we've got a couple. Um, so Darren and Katie have both asked the question, um, when are you going to do a marathon? Oh, I knew, th- I knew this were coming up because Darren's always winding me up at East Cheshire. Um, it's not in any of my plans currently, um, I don't know whether it's something that I want to sign up to because I've heard many of a story, probably from my mum and dad as well, when they used to do a marathon. It's definitely something that I'd like to do. If I did one, I would like to do a big one. So I would like to do either London or go abroad to do one. At the moment, though, I'm, I mean, I'm just looking at trying to get my half marathon time down. I think it'd have to be sometime when I had a bit more time to train as well myself and get a few more group sessions in which at the moment with the coaching is just not not doable um I'll say never say never but I'm not giving them a time scale I did I did have a joke with Darren and say if he goes sub three hours at Manchester I'll sign up but we'll uh, we'll see I'm not promising him anything well, we'll find out two week on uh, <laughs> is it two week on Sunday for Darren then? yeah I'll be watching uh, him yeah. <laughs> yeah so um right never say never well, you can always enter the ballot each year, can't you, for London? That's uh, why. Not this year. <laughs> no. So I think, um, I think with um, I think with Haley's half marathon time, she might get a good for age. I think you can get good for age with your half, can you? To London, yeah, quite possibly. Time. That'll be something <laughs> for uh, Darren to look into. Oh, make, no. <laughs> make sure you get signed up. So we've got um, a question. Well, we've got some feedback, really, from Andy Sykes and a question. So Andy says, I see Hayley about when I finish my session and I see her with all the younger generation coaching and giving them advice. And it's really great to see. I've just started Zach, my 11-year-old, out with her on a, on a Tuesday group for, a, for the last couple of weeks. As Hayley coaches the younger ones, what advice would she give to any listeners about getting their kids involved with a running club and what they expect to join. Now, he asked this question on the back of seeing um, some comments on the High Striders Facebook page about a running group for kids. Um, the first thing is, well, if you want to get into a running uh, club, send them an email. Um, we've got quite a good... Uh, Gavin Brown does our emails. Uh, he's really fast at responding. Um, or any local club that's in the area that does provide for juniors. So definitely get down, maybe even come and watch the sessions. Um, I think some people are quite surprised in the fact that it's maybe not all running, especially for us. We do quite a lot of throwing and jumping, um, a lot of game-based stuff for our under-11s as well. So maybe come down and actually see a session. Um, definitely get them involved, though, because the sooner you get them involved, the sooner we get the hook, the better. Um, one thing I'd also tell them to do was get them down to the junior part run. I've recently just started doing some part run meetups with the under 11s um just to try and help support high part run and um just to try and get the juniors ready for cross country and i don't think i realized how amazing the junior part run was until i went a few sundays ago and watched 
a four-year-old <laughs> running around junior park run doing a TK and I was absolutely amazed with the little legs. It was fabulous, but I definitely think that the park run with the fact that they can get a wristband when they've done a half marathon, a marathon and an ultra, um, the results are coming through within the hour. Um, they can check everything online. I think it's definitely a really good motivator and a really good place for them to start because there's not that pressure again. If they, if they walk round at the back, it doesn't matter. Um, if they sprint round at the front, it doesn't matter. So I think that definitely will be get in touch with a club, go down and watch the sessions just to see what, what it's about and get them to park run and get support in your local park run. It'd be a, real, a really big thing that I would say. Also gets to see whether they enjoy running and then that maybe might eliminate something. If they don't enjoy running, do they enjoy the throws or the jumps and don't be... Don't just think if they don't enjoy running, they won't enjoy athletics is a really a big thing as well because there's so many elements, especially at East Cheshire, for them to look at. So definitely get on junior part run, I'd say. Yeah, so they do. Um, so you mentioned then they do hide junior part run and there's I think there's an upper, upper mill one as well. Yeah, upper yeah. mill. Mine seems to like that because apparently it's very flat. Uh, we haven't been we haven't been to that one yet. Um but yeah, apparently it's very flat. And I think I have quite a few who do Marple Junior Park Run. Um, so that's another fairly local one. Um, but they seem to enjoy. But yeah, apparently Upper Mill's very flat. I think I've scared them taking them to hide with a hill. <laughs> Ailey's athletes aren't allowed on the flats. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> so that's all, all our questions now. No, I just want to say on your favourite race, um, of the tour to win. Um, definitely agree with Hell on the Fell. Oh, it's got to be on, yeah. not it? Oh, 100%. Yeah, there's no point really in, in winning any of the other ones. Oh, well, I, w- I wouldn't have been bothered to be fair. <laughs> I won that and I, and I wouldn't have completed any other race. I wouldn't have been bothered. Oh, yeah, bad bad sprint bad. finish. Half marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I hate half, half marathon. marathon. Oh, that's oh. probably my favourite one. <laughs> Is it? Oh, it's so boring. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm just no. a pay, I'm just a I'm just a road runner though. Just like running pace, no. get it done. Hide <laughs> seven's good. Hide seven. even the first night, I really enjoyed the first night because it's done because it's I mean I've not done it before, but I quite enjoyed the course because it was really mixed. Once it you was up and down and yeah. on the bit of the road, then you was on the canal and then you was through the little up the steps and round the back, you know, through the woods. It, that that's a cracking race, that was the first one. Yeah, I didn't we run around there a lot well. I don't anymore, but we used to when I used to train with a group. So, yeah, I don't mind it around there so much. The Hell on the Fell was me, me and Dave watching it. It was brilliant. Watching them just absolutely fly down from... It was that farm, weren't it? Yeah. Yeah. What, what footwear did you go for, Hayley? That was a, um, a debate. I went, for, I went for road shoes because, stupidly, I bought some trail shoes and I'd only been really, like, properly off-roading them not like ran on the mixture of road and off-road and I wore them they were asics which was a, a bad mistake in the first place I wore them on the Thursday night with in agony so they went in the bin on Thursday night so I didn't have a choice on Friday it was road juice sliding down there or not but they were fine they were fine you need to listen to the Tory Tameside episode Sean Haley answered that question in the interviews <laughs> I I could, we spoke we, we spoke to a lot of people didn't we <laughs> I think what I can remember is Barrett wearing vapor flies. <laughs> <laughs> the noise, the noise coming down that that little like gully. Do you know where it's pretty technical? Yeah. The noise when he was behind me it was just like plastic, like rubbing plastic together. It was so loud. I was like surprised he stayed on his feet. To be honest, you know, he's obviously good coming down. He's obviously really good coming, you know, coming down the technical parts of any course. After that, what's everyone's next race? London Marathon for me. I'm oh, not long. Yeah, I mean that's why I'm sort of eating pizza and uh, I'm trying to find <laughs> things to do with myself instead of run. Like I've just had a bath. Okay. I, mean, I never have a bath. <laughs> just like <laughs> it's like an hour or something, just trying to kill some time because I normally run in the morning and then at night. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to taper. So yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I don't think I'll sleep between yeah. now and next Sunday. <laughs> I don't think put you some don't. candles on the bat. I got, you know, I got my iPad on, put some YouTube on just to, to pass 
to time, you know. <laughs> I'm not used to having time on me. I'm just saying, you work, you get up early, you run, you work, then you finish work, you run, don't you? And then you have your tea, you go to bed. Uh, I bet you, did you watch a running race on your iPad? I bet you watched yeah. someone running, didn't you? I did, yeah. I was watching a video about tapering. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. How to taper. <laughs> Stop running. Yeah. Been, it's been really good that thanks for thanks for joining us i'm amazed how much you do coaching wise i didn't realize quite how much you did um there so it's been Me really too. interesting to hear yeah. that yeah yeah you won't have any well, yeah. time for a marathon would you if you actually if you actually sign no, I, I do i know i do i do regret it sometimes when i'm there two hours on a tuesday and two hours on a thursday and then it's all the it's all the outside things i don't think people realize like all the emails you have to respond to and it's worth it. It is worth it. But yeah, I wouldn't have time for a marathon. That's good. That'll be my excuse to get Darren. He'll have to take my group for a few months. <laughs> That's great. Thank you for joining us, Hayley. It's been a really good insight. Thank you very much for asking me. I feel privileged. Thank you. Thank you, Hayley. Cheers, Hayley. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That's it for this episode. Don't forget to show us your local runners podcast kit on the socials. Our next episode, we'll have the head coach and social secretary of High Village Striders. We'll have Mike and Liz Mason joining us. So please get your questions in for Mike and Liz via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and email. And remember, running doesn't get easier, you get stronger.